0: The Canadian Federation of Agriculture has written a letter to the Prime Minister in regards to the flooding in BC. Here's President Mary Robinson.
1: resulted in a lot of interruption in supply chain, both highways and and uh, rail lines, and then of course just the obvious impact on the ground, in particular in the Sumas Valley, with uh, with so much dairy and chicken and and mushroom production in that area. Uh, we're getting into what we immediately everyone thinks about uh, uh, food security. Uh, and I think everyone in agriculture quickly pivots to animal welfare. So we know that uh, feedstocks in that area are certainly uh, depleting, if not depleted. Uh, there was a lot of relocation of animal and, and feed and the relocation of animals and and feed that had to be left behind in in flooded barnyards so uh we're asking government to uh, to recognize this and to make sure that uh that feed animal feed is given priority uh once we get those uh those routes into BC by road and rail kind of temporarily reestablished which we hope is going to be you know quick but it's certainly a dangerous situation. The ground is anything but stable at this point, as well as any seed that will be available in the port of Vancouver, because we know that there will be some sitting uh, certainly on the shoulder of the port. So look um, to recognize that that has to be a priority. And uh, also uh, we're, we're going to be looking for uh, government to quickly trigger agri recovery uh, so that we can, we can start helping these producers and, um, give them some peace of mind in this horrible time and uh, start to uh, recover uh, because these are obviously uh, fairly significant components of uh, the economy and, and the community in British Columbia.
0: Yes, the other side of things, um, grain movement.
1: Absolutely. I spoke with Todd Lewis yesterday about this, and um, you know, we're kind of at, at the peak of, of grain shipments right now. Uh, obviously. Uh, We all remember the the rail interruptions from a couple of years ago and and how difficult that was. And this, I think, is uh, certainly of even greater magnitude than that. So we will be uh, working with governments that will be scrambling to try to figure out how to patch these uh, supply lines back in place so that we can get grain to port and, and get it off to destination because... We know, uh, every year we, we face a shortage in, in transportation as far as moving product to port. So, uh, lots of concern, lots of stress, and, um, lots of people trying to figure out the best way to move forward. So much concern about people's stress levels. Uh, you know, obviously the, the realities of, um, the devastation to, to a farm, the physical devastation, the interruption, the, the losses of, of animals, the, the structures. The, we're hearing, you know, um, news of, of the water being um, uh, a concern itself. Uh, I know uh, we've seen um, outreach to clean farms to try to grab some of the plastics that we know are floating around in the water and concern for people's um, physical health and, and great concern for people's mental health, too. I think this is uh, Uh, devastating and and goes beyond words. So I think everyone in Canadian agriculture wishes they could help. So just uh, keeping everybody in our thoughts.
0: That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson commenting on the flooding situation in British Columbia. (laughs) Joining us now with an update on the B.C. dairy situation is Holger Schweistenberg. He's a dairy farmer and chair of the B.C. Dairy Association.
2: So the latest is that on Tuesday we had those 60 farms in the Sumash Prairie were given the evacuation order. And the evacuation order means you must leave family, farmer, and all the animals if possible. And that took place Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, since now, And although a lot of those cows, for example, a lot of those 30 at my farm, and then the Chilwack Aggies here, they took as many as they could. There still are animals on the Subas Prairie. Now the, the task is to get them food and water. And then at some point when the water hopefully recede somewhat, that they can get transporters in and to get the rest of them out of there. But it's still a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah, I guess just talk about, you know, where, where those uh, cows are going and, and, and how they're being moved.
2: So most of the cows were moved. Um, truck and trailer, you know, 10 or 12 cows at a time. And it was just an incredible phone. Um, well, when parade's the wrong word, but phone call campaign. How many can you take? Can you so you know myself? I agreed to take thirty. We're going to drive some cows off. We're going to make room. We've got some at another old barn. We've got some hay feeders there. So you know, people are moving heaven and earth to accommodate these cows because they need to go somewhere.
0: And the food and water situation. Um, how's that been?
2: So again, that's probably going to be looming in the next couple days right now farms like myself we still have inventory and we're again we're we're sourcing food from outside feed for the animals the other problem is Corey that the three highways from the interior leading down to the fraser valley right now are not are impassable so any feed stuff has to come down through the states or up from the states adding another wrinkle to the whole mess
0: right and i guess is is there animals that that have died some, yes, but I have no idea
2: of how many. I am not privy to that.
0: Right, there is some, yeah. Um, I guess as far as, uh, as, far as the milk, um, I've just, just been reading here, I, um, farmers are, are asked uh, to dispose of some of that?
2: Yes, yeah, so for example, a farmer like myself, we're high and dry, but the milk truck can't get to us. So they were supposed to be here last night. They're trying to get here today. Tuesday we had the dump. And I wasn't the only one. About 65% of the milk here in the valley could not be picked up for several days because, yeah, the, the truckers can't get here.
0: What's the recovery effort going to be like to, to get things back to normal?
2: Well, we're going to take it one step at a time. I think the first step is to get the animals that are still out there cared for, make sure they've got food and water, and get them out of there if we can. And, yeah, at some point help with cleanup. And I've never experienced anything like this before. I don't have any idea of timelines. But one step at a time. Right now, let's take care of the cows, make sure we have feed for them, and then we'll and then we'll go on to the next task. The, the support of the farming community, the support of you know, farmers in the rest of Canada, offering up what can we do, how how can we get, what can we do for you, and, and then just you know texts and notes and letters of you know sympathy and understanding. It goes a long way as you know you roll up your sleeves at this end and keep plugging along, and it the support. And the understanding and the patience of people has been remarkable.
0: Because dairy is supply managed, what's the situation with trying to you know meet what's required there?
2: So fluid meat, fluid milk needs get met first, and you know the rest of the products in Canada, cheese and butter and ice. You know, there are you know significant stockpiles, so that can be. We will we will make sure that the shells are, are well
0: stocked again in short order. That was Holger Schweistenberg a dairy farmer in British Columbia and chair of the BC Dairy Association. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.